Good morning and good day, everyone. Today is Yod nine twelve seven Yod, also known as August first, twenty nineteen. The last few podcasts have been dealing with the progressive throne rooms. Uh, by the way, I'm into into a whole week now of my podcast. I had a little struggle with my. Uh, technical side yesterday got it worked out i hope uh, so as we move forward i've joked saying that they need to make um apps that are for people 50 and over i don't like seeing a change of something that's working sometimes they change them and i don't know what's going on so hey here we go we're engaged today with the progressive throne rooms the fourth dimension throne room has to do with time has to do with Space has to do with dimensions as we engage the fullness of what Yahweh wants us to do. He wants us to do it a, a particular way that's designed of who we are in the earth. Old traditional religion has been, you know, we, 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 are, we appreciate those who have gone before and have made the way for us to be able to have this opportunity to be able to stand in this place. But if we don't do something with it, it's really a tragedy because another generation comes and passes away. But in 2009, August of 2009, so when we're celebrating 10 years here, uh, coming up soon, August 25th, which I consider the first day of the next year, is... Is was a marked time of when the ages were able to change. We, we broke the cycle of the ages because enough people like my apostle left Nolan Ball and us stayed with the, the pattern of what I believe Yahweh wants us to do, of what we are awakening to concerning our position in earth and in heaven. And as we are able to engage in Zion, we begin to understand what Zion is, Zion is all about. It's the mountain of Almighty God. It's where Yahweh resides, the scripture says. It's his mountain. As we have our own mountain, we engage with the mountain of Yahweh. We, we come inside his mountain. And in these mountains are throne rooms. We're dealing with the throne rooms and our seat of authority, which has to do, the throne room has to do with a seat, a throne of authority, dealing with that authority. And as we are able to engage with that, I believe that, there, that what I'm finding out now from this fourth dimension throne room is I've even engaged this week that uh, with concerning the podcast has caused me to dig deeper. That's part of the purpose of these podcasts. And as I do, I begin to experience not just a formality of something, me walking out to feel like I need to say a certain prayer, a certain thing I need to, uh, uh, to read a certain verse to be able to qualify myself that I'm okay today. It's not that. It has to do with us awakening to who we really are in him and who he is in us because he's determined he's not going to do anything on this earth apart from us and through us. So we must awaken. Uh, say, so we, well, we have to. Well, I, I believe that's that's the case, but you're not driven to. You, in other words, you, you're not. There's not some angel standing ready to cut your head off if you don't do it. It's a it's a choice. It's a decision. And as those who have decided to go this peculiar path, it's not really meant to be peculiar, but it is because we've never been there. We've been caught in, in religion that keeps us in a cycle. And we, we, we scratch the itch of concerning, like we're lining up with Yahweh, but then our cares for the world, the deceitfulness of riches, all the different things that are mentioned about that, uh, begin to take hold of our mind and our thinking, and we lose our position and place and our purpose, and we 
when, when we get off the path, the ancient path of righteousness to find our way to who we really are, as we awaken who we really are in Yahweh. And as we do this, and I believe that as we do this, we'll find home. Home is in Zion with Yahweh. Home is in a sense in that hypercube, if you will, as we're in him and he's in us and we engage in that. You know, the new Jerusalem is, is described as a cube. Where people like it or not, but it's a living, it's alive. Everything with Yahweh is alive. I never forget when I began to deal with uh, with meeting Eber, and he began to teach me and tell me about the living letters. That uh, it was a personal experience. He said, um, "This is not a study in Hebrew." So this is this is me. He said, "This is Eber. I uh, Hebrews is named after me. Hebrew Ebers." And he said, "Because I my, I was given the great gift of being a steward over the letters." The letters are living. They're the expression of Yahweh's heart to connect the language together. The expressions of his heart together. And he can move us in his heart. He can move us in these places. But as we join into the language, see the one thing that Babylon represents is what? Babel. The confusion of man. When man was thinking they could figure out these things on their own and began to think that they can touch heaven on their own by building a tower... Then Yahweh says, no, they think that they can do this without us and we can just be a side product. We can just, they'll, they'll include us when they want to. But that's not the way it works. He said, let, let us go and confuse their language. <clears throat> let us go. And it had to do with language. Let us confuse their language. They cannot communicate because if they do, this, is, this was an act of mercy, not necessarily just judgment. And as we are able to engage with that, I had a guy that uh, I know that uh, has a uh, one of his guys on staff, this uh, Hebrew scholar. So when he found out I, I was wanting to do this book here, he said, well, let me help him help you. And uh, I wanted to respect the man, but... But I, you know, I wasn't trying to write Hebrew or do a book on in Hebrew by what has been passed down that way. Not that I'm against that. I just going by the experience I had with Eber and what Eber said that they were to do. They're personal, just like we are personal. And so uh, it, it it wasn't to be a, a knock against the guy. I said, but I've sat down with Eber and he's the one telling me what they do and they tell me what they do. So I I, I don't know about what your Hebrew uh, scholars say, but this is what I experienced. Don't mean to say that and sound haughty or puffed up. That's not the, the case at all. It's just I cannot be contained in that environment. I have to be free to what Yahweh says is our plan next as we engage this and as we engage this we're able to engage the fullness we're able to make the joyful sounds i believe that are waiting for us and as we're able to engage these sounds i really believe that we'll the uh, the rest of the sounds that need to come to us to harmonize with us who we are in yahweh will will find us and we will find them i'm, I'm reminded of a psalms that we need to let come out of our heart and our spirit that is our song every day psalms 9 verse 1 and 2 <clears throat> it says, I will praise thee, O Yahweh. I insert Yahweh where it says Lord because that's really what it means, but they were afraid to write it that way. I will praise thee, O Yahweh, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. That 
is our cry. That is our word. That is what we engage with every day. I believe as we make those sounds, we don't like the sounds of anything that's considered an enemy. Who is the enemy, by the way? Is anything that makes a sound that's contrary to the sound of Yahweh. And I'm telling you, you'll not find that sound in something just negative, something that's going to tear your heart out, something that's going to just uh, uh, cause you to give up, that uh, that attacks your hope. I'm telling you, Yahweh is... Uh, is, is about the victory. He's already sent the, the great victor, Yeshua. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. And the great praise and the victory of the I am. And as we engage this, as we make those joyful sounds, not in denial, I'm not talking about denying the things that are before you, but then when you see them, don't let them determine the frequency. Whatever you're facing with health problems, financial problems, or whatever it is, just emotional problems, or depression, whatever, do not let that sound be your sound. You begin to declare the sound of the praise of the lion of the tribe of Judah. And from your throne room, you declare that sound that the throne of the great I am prevails. He will join you in that throne when, when you're speaking his language. When you're speaking his language is that of the sounds uh, of his heart, which is praise and glory and victory because the victory has really already been won. Because Yeshua has defeated everything. All, all enemies shall be on under his foot. And what that really means has to do with death. And that we will put to death sounds that come out of us that do not align with the harmony of the wonderful sounds of our throne room of victory. Yahweh will defeat all enemies when that sound is heard because he will cancel out their sound. It's like noise canceling headphones. They're, they they, they, they uh, create a frequency that is the same as the other one, but it's, it's in a different place. It cancels out that negative sound, that other sound. The sound of praise will cancel, will cancel out all of these pathetic sounds. Don't let them come out of you. You declare praise, honor, and glory this day from your throne room. Be victorious in your throne room today in the sounds and all the things that the problems try to dictate to you will no longer have a voice, will no longer determine your day. I bless you today in this. Thank you for being a part of this daily podcast, and we just hope that your day, I declare that your day is awesome in the name of Yeshua.